Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. All right. Color up. Bing, bong, boom. Tika, 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 ding, dang, ding. Have you ever done that before? Done what? That noise. What noise? Uh, the farting noise that I just heard in my ears. Yeah, I've made fart noises before. Oh, okay. That's new for me. Yeah. Well, if you listened to our podcast, you would know <laughs> what Listen, happened. I do listen to it. No, you don't. And it's hurtful. I do. do you listen to your you and your mom's podcast? Sure don't. No. Sure don't. Can I don't we, yeah, no. Okay, right now, we got to talk to the wife tears. Us trying to, like, figure out when to record this has been quite difficult because i feel like brandy you got too much on your plate right now like what's going on yeah i do and just before we start obviously you can cut this if you want um so i have a girl coming over here at um she's gonna she's early she's gonna be here at 145 i just need like 10 quick minutes with her and then we can pause we decide to pause and keep going here's why okay here's why i have a lot on my plate right now i've just been on the go 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 been traveling been playing shows been just like it's been popping and it's all been great and Got home yesterday and was like, oh, I can't wait to have like a little bit of a break. Yeah, no, no break. So um, my, like, so the farm, right? Like, you know, I've got my, got my farm animals back here. And so I have a girl that works full time and she's here like that way. Like I have somebody here once a day to like help me so that I only have to pull one shift at the, on the farm, like not both. Otherwise, when I pull both shifts, like I have no life, like my life is the farm. So usually she's here. She's on fucking vacation this week and she works her ass off and she does deserve vacation. But this was a bad week to do it. And so I was like, all right, all right, all right. I was like, I can go one week without her because I have a part time girl that was supposed to come every morning this week and feed my animals so that I only had to do the evening shift. Well, she has bailed on me twice already. Last week, she like pulled some excuse and it's always last minute, which is my biggest pet peeve. I'm like, at least let me know the night before that that I need to get up and feed everybody because otherwise the horses don't get fed on time and it messes with their gut and it can make them sick. And it's just like, it's just not it. And sometimes I get up so early, I'm not even here in the mornings because I'm gone and then I'm not, then I'm not here to do it. So she bailed on me twice last week. So I texted her Friday and I was like, hey, girl, I just need to make sure that you're going to be here next week and not bail because summer is on vacation, full time girl. And I need to like I hurt my arm. I'm not really supposed to be lifting anything. And I was like, I just really need to make sure you're going to be here, you know, in the mornings next week. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going to be there. No worries. I got you. Get a text at 6.45 this morning. Hi, um, I have a stomach bug and can't make it today. Okay, so you got wasted last night and you're throwing up this morning and can't make it? Yeah. I cannot. So I got up this morning and fed everybody and did my little shift. But honestly, because she's building me so much, I think it's time for her to just go away. Wow. But that means I have zero help this week. So it's just kind of gotten out of control. If there are any YFTers that are big in the farm life, Living in the greater Nashville area, we got an opportunity for you. Oh, but you know what's so hard about this? Like, it's so nice when people are like, yeah, I'll come help. But I have to, like, train them. Like, it's not like it's not like feeding a dog. Like, it's just a whole nother thing. So um, so I have a a friend coming over at 145 and she's going to help me out. But I I, she's never helped before. So I I just have to explain a few things to get her started while we finish recording and then I can keep going. Um, But all this is just so much worse because of my arm. And I'm a little like mad at myself because I had my one week checkup on Wednesday last week, went and saw the surgeon, he like checked it out. And actually like, even though I went and played two shows, which I wasn't supposed to do, like my arm was looking better. Like it wasn't swollen. And he said the stitches looked good. Like I got like a, like a clean bill of health. And I was like, so I can ride my horse. And he was like, yeah, no, he was like, you can't, you should not do that. Well, I already did that last week. So 
Probably shouldn't have done that. But he was like, it's going to be three weeks before your arm's fully healed. I'm, so- I'm sorry. Three more weeks? That's four weeks no riding my horse? I'm sorry. Well, That's not realistic. You cut your arm through the muscle. What do you expect? I know. But I have a horse show first week of August. Like, I got to be prepared. I can't be sitting around not riding. It was looking good, right? On my checkup, he was like, we're doing great. And honestly, it, ha- it hadn't been hurting me. It hadn't been bothering me. The swelling had gone down. Then I go to Utah this weekend for a gig. Mm. And Utah, guys, it's a little bit of an elevation in Park City, Utah. I guess you're you're up a little bit. We had like one off day when we got there. And we were like, let's go for a hike. But like an easy hike because my eye shouldn't be doing anything crazy because of my arm. So we go on this hike that my friend Kirsten's like, yeah, like it's just like a flat trail. Like your mom could do it. It's like super easy, like more like a scenic walk. It was not a scenic walk. It was a five-mile straight-up-a-mountain hike. My heart rate's just out of control, pounding. My arm is swelling by the, like, 100-foot elevation gain. And I was like, I shouldn't be doing this. But then we're, like, halfway up. And then we were like, oh, if we'll just get to the top. We'll take the ski lift down. So I did the hike. And I'm telling you, the hike mixed with Utah's elevation, mixed with the flying, my arm is humongous. I've backtracked in my healing progression. Dude, you got up. Ice. I did. Ice, compression, elevation, baby. I don't know. if, if I th- feel like the surgeon told me no compression. Okay, maybe no compression. But you do need to ice. And you do need to elevate because you need that blood I'm to be trying. able to come down. So I did the whole hike like this. Yeah. You just need to chill, man. Just I chill. I can't chill. It's not in my nature. I know, but your, your <laughs> shit's not going to heal. But there's so much going on. Yeah, I know. But you need to. <laughs> that's life. So anyway, that's why it's such a bad week for me to have no farm help because I really, I really shouldn't be doing anything yeah. with my arm. And I'm I'm definitely doing a lot. So, oh, 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 they were like, you better put SPF a thousand on that thing for the oh, next yeah. three months or it's going to get, it's the middle of summer. What am I supposed to do? Wrap it in freaking tinfoil, not tinfoil, I would cook, but something <laughs> Well, I guess they're saying like even just the sun being on it makes the scar darken and then it'll like be permanently like a darker scar. And my mom was like, you know, cl- even th- it, sun can get through your clothes. So like, what am I supposed to do? I don't know. I'm worried. Don't go out in the sun. It's July. Like. <laughs> I know you only got a couple more months to get through. Well, did you get Liddy Kitty last night on 4th of July? No, you sure did didn't. it? Mm-mm. Did you? No, I didn't. We celebrated America's birthday a day early. So I kind of did that too because I, I played in Park City on Saturday night, which is the third. I feel like a lot of people celebrated on the third. So I did get Liddy Kitty then. Yeah. <laughs> but then so then yesterday I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm not going to do that. And I knew I had like a big day today. So I wasn't Liddy Kitty, but I was in Utah. How are the Mormons? Dude, the Mormons fucking party harder than anyone else i have i'm serious i'm not joking park city utah i've this is my third time playing at this place it is the most lit club i've ever played like the energy is insane everyone's amazing everyone parties so hard it is my favorite place to play and i'm like man the mormons rage (laughs) i already get so many like messages being like Uh, they're not real mormons you're fucking an asshole you know oh god it's never gonna end they're probably not, but if they are, I'm I'm down because man, they party hard and yeah. it's it's so fun. Well, I'm glad you're back. I'm glad your arm is still attached to your body. <sighs> I'm glad that you were able to celebrate Fourth of July on the third, like I did. Yeah, we had a crawfish bowl. I saw. I saw Carl had him had himself a few crawfish. 
He tried to. It happened last year where he ate one. I think I just gave him one. I was like, well, you know, the billy goat can fucking get through anything. So I gave him one last year. And then he, I remember in like the middle of the night, he threw up like a crawfish exoskeleton. And I was like, all right, Ew. reminder to never do that again. So he ate one. And I did see in the poops that I think I think I saw some claws in there, some some, oh some antennae. Somebody told me that you like pull the intestines out of the crawfish's butt and their poop is still in there. Yeah. Do you, you do that before you eat it, or are you just some like you're just like, well, here we go. Okay, first of all, you've lived in the South the majority of your life. You're telling me you've never been to a crawfish boil? No, I no, I don't do that. You don't eat crawfish. No, I didn't. I definitely. But you don't. love crab. I, I like crab. I wouldn't you, say I'm like loving it, but like, I like it. You like shrimp? No, I do not shrimp. Don't do not eat shrimp. You don't fuck with shrimp? No, fuck no. It's weird. They're like they're insects. They look like insects. I can't do it. Yeah, of course they do, but whatever. Does what? Who cares? Delicious. Oh my god. No, I'm bougie. Give me some like ahi tuna, okay? I don't I don't want any shrimp. Okay, well I'm a man of the people. <laughs> all right, so I love some mud bugs, some crayfish, some crawdaddies. Yeah, let me get. But you're that. eating their poo. Yeah, you rip them in half, and then you suck the head, get all that brain juice up in your grill, and then you pull off the kind of the tail, and you pull it out, and it's like a little piece of shrimp. And then, yes, it happens in shrimp, too. I think it's called the vein, and it's a black line of Ew. poop, and then you can just pull it off, and then you eat it. And it's that is so, disgusting. so good. And then also— There's no way. It's, it's honestly like one of my favorite things in the world— Absolutely. Crawfish boils are the fucking shit. And then also there's corn and there's mushrooms. And then there's like we threw some shrimp in there. There's hot sausage. Dude. Ew. And then you got a nice frosty beer or a white claw if you're old and sad like me. Anyways, and you just <laughs> and you just crush some crawdads with your buds, mm -hmm. dude. No. Mm -mm. That's America. No it's, I feel like it's only good because you like dip it in so much butter before you put it in your mouth. No. And that's all you taste. You don't. It's not like lobster or crab. You don't put any butter in it. It's really it's spicy. So it's amazing. It's not for me. And I mean like straight out like we had this Louisiana crawfish company from Louisiana. They overnighted us crawfish. They were <sighs> alive. It was amazing. Oh. But anyways, we had a grand old time. I got Liddy Kitty in the city. It ended, of course, with my buddy Daniel Ellsworth and my beautiful fiance singing fucking show tunes until three in the morning. And I'm I'm on a two day hangover, kid. Wow. We did it. You know. I mean, we're back. We're vaxxed. Relaxed. We're back. Waxed. Liddy Kitty City. Let's go. Yeah, uh, waxed. So, uh, how'd your manscaping go? Successful. Told that story last week. Yeah. So like. You got approval and everything from Sarah? Like, good to go? I mean, <laughs> we did sex, so I mean, I don't know. <laughs> it's too good. Uh, honestly, I don't know. I've never been like, what do you think? Like, like Really? No, I don't. Maybe I I've should. had guys ask me that. Really? Yeah, they're like, is it too much? Is it enough? Like, yeah. for sure. I feel like guys are re like really overthink that shit. Yeah, of course we do. We don't know what we're doing. All right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You ever try to shave a ball sack? Uh, can't say I have. Don't have it's one of those. Terrifying. One, <laughs> one swift move, and all of a sudden, we got a bleeder. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> Shall we start the show? Let's do it. I think it's you. I think so too. Bros and hoes, 
You're listening to Your Favorite Thing Podcast with... Sean Wells and Brandy. By the way, the beginning of that, you went... <gasps> Bros and hoes. <laughs> All right, YFTers. I mean, there's a lot of sleep hacks out there. We were actually talking about noise machines earlier, but there's also like no snacking at night, yoga before bed, meditation. I try to do that. Instead of trying them all, you can immediately transform your sleep with Bowl and Branch. We're talking about the best-selling sheets ever. Incredible on night one and only get softer with every single wash. Brandy and I love Bowl and Branch sheets. I truly do. I just got home from being gone for like two weeks and there's just nothing better than getting in my own bed with my cozy, cozy bedding. And for me, that is my bowl and branch sheets. They are made with the finest 100% organic cotton and are completely free from toxins. They feel so buttery soft, but they're so breathable at the same time. And they're perfect for the summer months ahead where it's a bit toasty out. Plus, they offer a 30-night worry-free guarantee so you can wash, style, and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. And if you don't love them, you can send them right back. That's right. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from Bowl & Branch. Get 15% off your order when you use promo code FAVORITE at bowlandbranch.com. That's Bowl & Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D-B-R-A-N-C-H.com. Promo code FAVORITE THING. Do you want to start with Batch or do you want to end with Batch? Maybe start. Okay. I was also there. So, like, I actually have a lot of insight into the part that mm-hmm. I was there. I have some BTS stuff that I can tell of folks, and I can tell oh, an that. entire scene that was cut out. Um, did it involve you? Because I got to say, they did give you a couple more lines on screen, yeah. but I, I did not see um, very much Wells, I yeah. got to tell you. Well, here's the thing, Brandy. I'm not dating anyone here in the show, <laughs> so I am not important. I, I'm just happy to get that type of screen time, all right? Uh-huh. I felt bad for Franco because they cut him out completely. Like he had some funny shit he did, and they completely yeah, cut out my boy really Franco. Much of you guys. I have a theory on what happened. I, I think it was supposed to be a really fun, funny, lighthearted date, and then when it turned into not being one of those, then mm-hmm. all the antics that Franco and I did made less sense because it's no longer fun and funny. Like we actually thought that Michael broke his back. Like we were like, Jesus Christ. Well, it looked like they were shooting him up with something, like numbing something, it almost sounded like, the the paramedics. I don't know, man, but it was a hard hit. And there was a lot of hard hits, but that one, like, from the back, that he never saw it, you know? He just got smoked for no reason. <laughs> really, really. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. it's And what cracks me up is, like, he, you know, she lets him stay or whatever, and he walks into the house, with, and, and they've gathered the guys. They're yeah. like, you know, everyone sit down. We, something's happening. And they all know what's happening. And he walks in and someone immediately goes, Blake. Yeah. So, <laughs> it just kills me that these guys like watched the previous seasons and like know the other guys. Yeah. It's just so funny to me. Um, but I feel like, I mean, obviously no one's happy when somebody comes in like that. But like, obviously these guys have watched this show because they know who he is. So like, obviously, you know that this happens a lot. You know what I mean? And I feel like they were pretty hard on him. If I had been there, I'd have been like, how many fucking bachelorettes are you going to try to hook up with? You know, like, what is happening yeah, I here, mean, bro? And rightfully, he rightfully deserves that. And I think giving him shit is one thing. But, like, I feel like for me, the kind of guy I would want is the kind of guy that's so confident. They're like, you know what? Let him come in here. And, you know, if my connection with Katie is as strong as I think it is, this dude's not going to change anything. For sure. That's the rational way to think of it. But... 
come on. You got a bunch of guys who are been cooped up in a Albuquerque motel for fucking three weeks. And they're losing <laughs> their minds. Yeah. I'll tell you one storyline that is I think they're just cutting out and Ooh. it surprises me. Is that it? has to do with the Blake th of it all. So mm -hmm. I think it's Brendan, the uh -huh. firefighter guy from Canada. The hair. Yes, he's got the bouffant. When I was there, like one of the big storylines that like everyone was explaining to me was that Brendan and Blake are friends and oh. Blake told Brendan to go on the show and was like, you'll have so much fun. Like, I think that Katie's a great girl. Blake told Brendan that he wasn't going to go on the show. Mm. And then all of a sudden he's there and he's like, what the fuck are you doing here, dude? Like you told me to come here and then you said you were coming and now you're here. And like, but I think they're cutting the entire storyline out. But it was a big thing of like, I think that Brendan was just like, what is going on? So that's weird. Yeah. Because you don't really see them talk to each other on screen. So, yeah, I guess they are cutting it out purposefully. Yeah. This is the problem that if Blake could have that big of of a impression on her in just like one day, more so than she's had with all these guys in the past like three weeks. These guys have a reason to be fucking pissed because for some reason she likes him a whole lot more than them. Yeah. But let's be real here. This is not going to last. You don't think Blake is no Blake is not winning this thing. All right. I think he's going to make it far. And I think here's what I think. I think Katie's going to fall for him pretty hard. Yeah. And he's turning on the charm and saying all the right things and they have great chemistry and whatever. I guarantee you he gets down to the like last minute and jump ship and is like, I can't do it. I can't commit. <laughs> when? Like, can't. Oh, uh, you think he's, he wants to be the bachelor? I mean, I think everybody wants to be the bachelor. <laughs> Right. I don't think like, I mean, he might think he could be the bachelor, but he can't, but I just think he's back and like, whatever, maybe he thinks he really likes Katie. Maybe Katie's his type, the kind of girl he's looking for, but I just could see him being the kind of guy that like gets into this whole thing. And then when it gets time to actually be fucking serious and propose to somebody and it's, and it's so real and you're kind of like, Oh fuck, I'm not ready for this. Like, this is not what I'm, I'm not about it. <laughs> and I could see him just jump, jump and ship and Katie being really hurt. We'll see what happens. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. So then you you still think that Greg's the, the leader in the clubhouse here? I I really like Greg, and I think she really likes Greg. However, Greg is spiraling. Yeah. There's, you know, there's always one, and it's always somebody that has a really good connection with them early on. Yep. That cannot handle the whole, like, when you're with the person, it's so high and, like, it's so good and you have all these feelings and then you don't see them for how many days on end and then you get in your head and you tell this other guy, like, he's tripping. Like, there's always one that just, like, cannot handle that. Yeah, for sure. And that's him. I wonder, like, if he's going to be able to to make it to the end. Like, I think if he does make it to the end, he could be one of the final two. But I just don't know if he's going to make it that far because he seems very fragile. Oh, poor Dirk Greg. I can't believe you still call him that. Best name I've ever come up with anybody, Dirk. <laughs> I do think he's so cute. Like, not my type at all, but I think he's adorable. Yeah. Guy next door, every Disney movie you've ever seen in the 90s, exactly. that guy. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. How much they really cut out of this date, which sucks that I hosted. But it is what it is. You, I mean, but you always get cut out. So, like, I know. we expect it. I mean, I'm used to it. Let's be fair. I came up with the idea for this sport because this doesn't really exist. So, it's like basketball and oh. rugby and football all kind of combined into one. But the, the idea was, do you remember the movie Basketball with mm -hmm. Trey Stone and Matt Parker? And like the kind of the theory on basketball is, is that you got to shoot free throws, but like someone can like psych you out or talk shit to you and like get yeah. you out of your game. 
So that was the theory that every time that there was a foul, like a bad hit, someone didn't pass the ball, there was all these rules. Every time there was a foul, that they got to go shoot free throws and they got to talk trash. The other team got to talk trash and like kind of get them out of the game. So I explained the game to them and then we go and like we do like limber up and everything. We actually had a professional rugby coach there to teach these guys how to tackle correctly and everything. And then of course, Franco did like his weird shit where he was like teaching them how to dance like the flamingo. You see that in the- In the credit roll, yeah. And I'm like, what are we doing? Cause I was like, you, I was- You literally just stood there with like no expression on your face during all of it. I was like- <laughs> I was, this is the most serious I've ever seen Wells ever. I was very confused as to what was going on. Then I explained them the like the psych out portion of the date. And so all of them, I made them all like go shoot three throws and have like other people like go talk shit to them. And like, so I started it off and I got Courtney. Who the fuck spells their name with a Q? What the hell? You know, like making fun of that and then being like, hey man, can't wait to see your ass in Mexico because we all know that you're getting dumped soon. Like I was doing all that kind of stuff trying to get him off his game. And then all the other guys would go up and they were too fucking nice. They wouldn't say <laughs> anything mean. At some point I was like, guys, this is supposed to be funny. No one's being funny here. Like no one's like talking trash, like making fun of anybody. Come on, get it going. So they wouldn't really do it. And there's actually a bunch of like funny interviews that I did with Franco where it's like, cause you know, he talks like this and it's very like that. And I was like, I was like, yeah, they're all like in love with each other, Franco. And he's like, yes, they are. And it's like, I love you so much. I was like, I love you, Franco. And we're like doing that. It was like a really funny like back and forth. And if they'd kept that like oh, the, the thing that they sucked at in, that that whole thing would have been in there and it'd been really funny, but whatever. And then, yeah, then the game starts. By the way, the black team was beating that ass. Like it wasn't even close. It was a Yikes. good old fashioned ass ho whooping. And then all of a sudden, your boy Michael gets just speared in the back. And I, I, when that happened, we were like, okay, he's going to have to go to the hospital. Can he move his legs? We were very concerned about mm -hmm. that. I didn't even realize it, but there's like this whole thing of like, if you go to the hospital, you're off the show because that means you leave the bubble. Right. And so he was like, I don't want to leave. Like, I'll just, I'll just take some pain pills or whatnot. And so he was kind of a, pulled some firefighter vibes on me you know he was doing mm. he was doing some like what was me shit and i was like milk uh -huh. shit for all its worth bro yeah totally so yeah so that was basically the date uh who would you say picked out your wardrobe for this date well <laughs> <laughs> did they not have any uh self-tanner on hand to hey. even out your insane thighs go like, fuck yourself so white i'm blind that is actually my i'm so proud of i don't have any tan lines your boy no, you did no, I don't. Look at the picture. Yeah, on, on TV, it looks like you did. On TV, maybe. But the picture, I mean, it's a little bit of a tan line, but not yeah. much. I don't know. The contrast on my television. Oof, I don't know. They're looking pretty white, Wells. They're pretty tan. I don't know <laughs> what you're talking about. I hate So you. you went from that outfit to a turtleneck and blazer. Well, okay. So... Do we need to coach these kids up? And I was like, all right, we need to do 1970s PE coach. Like it, that needs to happen. And so then everyone was like, okay, fine, whatever you want. And, but the only thing that they didn't get me that I did ask for, I wanted a mustache. And they were Ooh, like, that would have been good. I know. And they're like, where are we going to get a mustache? And I was like, oh, we get any of this shit. Go get a mustache. Yeah. You know, what's going yeah. on? I should have just brought my own mustache, you know, from my own archives. Mm -hmm. Now, you know. The outfit for when I was actually calling the game is like actually like what, you know, like they used to wear 
Sunday Night Football, like back in the 70s, Howard Cosell wore the gold jacket. It was like, if it's a throwback, mm -hmm. I know it's niche. People don't get it. But you know what? It's fucking great. It was very 1970s ensemble. Mm -hmm. and just, yeah, I don't know. Like, you know, it panned to you guys sitting there. And, and I was like, is that Wells? Because... I thought Wells had a neck, and this guy, I, I don't see one. Oh, I had a turtleneck I, oh, on. Yeah, that's Wells. I had a turtleneck on, and I don't have a thick <laughs> neck, so I can pull it off unlike some of the guys. And by the way, if we're going to talk trash about some outfits recently on Instagram, then we're going to circle back around to Brandi in a little bit. Oh, really? Because I got rave reviews for, of my July the 4th outfit. Rave. My I outfit was, was my I was getting compliments left and right in Park City. Were they all from the 1960s? Were you going no. to a go-go show? Were you in the movie Austin Powers, The Spy That Shagged Me? Oh, no, but I love the fashion in that movie, <laughs> so that's a compliment. Thank you. All right, whatever. Live your life. The thing that was cut that does suck, but I knew they were going to do it. So you have this whole, like, Blake entrance with Tasha, right? And, like, mm -hmm. all the guys get so bummed out. So then the next day, after we do this football day, Caitlin comes in and she's like, I don't, I know that you guys are going to be really upset, but like, I have a friend coming and I can vouch for him. He's really fun. He's really funny. I think you guys are going to like him. And so like, everyone was like, are you fucking kidding me? They're bringing in another guy. And then who is it but me? And I walk in and I'm like, don't worry, don't worry. I'm not here to like Mr. Steal your girl. Like, don't worry. They should have left that in. So then what I did was I set up a bar. I just made drinks for everyone. And they all came in and just like got advice from me. And that was the thing. That one of the big things I had to talk to them about was the the Brendan and the uh, Blake-like bullshit. And so like yeah. that was something that I talked about a lot. But then, of course, it's like not being put on TV. So they cut mm -hmm. it out, you know? Yeah, that's a bummer. Yeah, which is a bummer because it was, yeah. it was funny. But, you know, what are you going to do? Can't be in yeah. every episode. Guess not. Can't even be in that one. Can't even be in one. That's basically it from like the background stuff from the date that I got okay. for you and, what, and my time there. And unfortunately, I can't really tell you what I think is going to happen because I think I know too much. I do too. Since you were just in Mexico, I would definitely say you know too much. Well, yeah, I know I too much. The Andrew <gasps> S. conversation. I love Andrew S. I've been saying this since day one. I know. Okay, so out of everything, like... You know, obviously Katie bringing up um, her past situation with Blake and everything like this has been such an emotional season. I feel like I've gotten teary eyed more this season than ever before. But man, I don't I, I like it got me when Andrew S and uh, and Katie were having their deep, deep conversation. This is like such a really wonderful teachable moment that I think a lot of people, especially that like live in like middle America, never think about when it comes to like interracial dating. As I was watching it, I was like, oh yeah, my white privilege is showing because when he's telling the story of like his ex being worried about their kids going to the grocery store and being scared that if people were gonna think that they weren't her kids. Mm -hmm. I was like, that's something I would never ever even think about ever in a million years, but it's something that you yeah. have to think about. And that's where like my privilege lies is that I don't even have to think about that as an issue for me, you know? Yeah. I have really applauded one Andrew having the balls to like tell that story and like kind of like mm -hmm. tell his truth. But Katie did a really good job of absorbing it and making him feel good about it. Absolutely. He's adorable. I've, he's been one of my top faves since day one. Like what a catch that guy. If he wasn't too young for me, I'd be like, call me. Oh. He's getting a nice little edit. I don't know what's going to happen, but uh, maybe he might be bachelor material. 
Oh, he'd be a hot bachelor. Yeah. Michael telling the guys, I guess, you know, he had told Katie about his wife, his, his wife that passed away, but he had not told that story to the guys and they all got so emotional. Remember that whole scene where they're all sitting on the couch and I couldn't figure out how it came up. Like what was said for him to open up and, and talk about her. Maybe, I, I don't know if something because, was said about a birthday. Yeah. It was her birthday the day beforehand or something like that. Yeah. But man, that was another scene that just like was so emotional seeing all those guys. I mean, I think like it's, you know, for all the guys that were feeling like a bit petty about being, you know, so upset about small things, I guess this week. And then, you know, to hear what Michael had been going through that week with, you know, his, his wife's birthday and everything like just for Greg, especially, I think really like set him back on track of like, Hey, what's important. What's not like what's worth getting upset about and what's not, you know what I mean? So yeah. I, that was, I thought a very powerful scene. And again, got me teary. I know, man. And that was one of the things that everyone was really concerned about that football game they were like he's a single parent with mm -hmm. kids at home his wife passed away and he's like really hurt they were really mad about that date i didn't know all this stuff and i was like guys it's fine i had to go on a football date when i did the show someone got hurt that day like relax and they're like no dude you don't understand now watching back i'm like oh yeah didn't didn't know all that information yeah the teaser for for the next week and going forward looks good i'm like because the past couple episodes have been a bit slow. So I'm, I'm ready for this show to get popping. Looks like we got some twists and turns coming up. I'm ready for it. Yeah, we'll see. Okay, so that's not Bachelor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Enough Batch. But can we talk if you finish Too Hot to Handle? Sure did. Oh, man. Sorry, if you guys haven't finished Too Hot to Handle, that's on you because it's out. That's on you. Yeah. But also, least favorite thing. What's mm. this Netflix with... You're releasing like just four episodes now, and then a couple of weeks later, then four more episodes. No, 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 no. We signed into the Netflix deal thinking that I get to binge everything all at once. Yeah. Who do you think you are? Fucking Disney Plus? No, thank you. <laughs> it is weird. Like, what a random, like, why just put out like four at a time? Yeah. I don't get it. Okay. Um, so I was watching this show on the airplane on the way to Utah. Yeah. And like every time somebody would walk by, you could kind of see them do a double take because every, like it, constantly it's just like something inappropriate happening yeah. on the screen or some girl's ass is out or like what? I mean, it's just constant. They're just like, what is this girl watching? I mean, I like the twist this year with like how they divvied up the money and like how mm -hmm. you won and stuff. And if you haven't seen the end of Too Hot to Handle, then you're going to need a fast forward because we got to talk about who won. We got to. Do you think that Marvin should have won? I do, because you know what? I don't believe Cam for one fucking second. But do you believe Marvin, commit. though? I believe Marvin more. You know what? Here's what really got me with Marvin. Marvin really had a breakthrough about his dad and, and his parents' situation. And I really, I really felt like he had a real breakthrough personally during this season. And it's those kind of things that actually do change people if they're ever going to change. You know what I mean? Cam just never really had a breakthrough. Okay. I think that Cam did have a breakthrough. I think that when that girl tried to get in the shower and get him to go in the shower and he didn't, I thought that was a pretty big breakthrough. And here's <laughs> my, my argument for why. Oh, wow. He resisted temptation one time. Breakthrough. Well, if Marvin could have fucked Christina, he would have fucked Christina. Okay. Hands down. Christina just didn't want to fuck Marvin. 
And that's just that's just it. My favorite was Carly, and I feel like she got the least love. <laughs> she made the top three that no one fucking voted for. Not even their boyfriend. <laughs> that's so sad. Which, by Fuck the way, that guy. If, he's a piece of shit. If that guy had voted for Carly, then Cam would have won. I know. But so, I'm glad it all happened the way it did because I do think that Marvin deserved to win. I disagree. I think Cam should have won. Actually, do you want no. to – The person I think that really should have won is Emily, the girl that Cam's with. Oh. She's the best. She was my, I, I thought Carly was the prettiest girl, but I, Emily was absolutely my favorite. Like if I've had to pick one that I wanted to be friends with, I think Emily seems so cool and so fun. And like, I could be friends with her. Like what you're saying, like, you don't believe Cam. Like, I don't really believe Cam either. Like Emily's going to get her heart broken here. Like we, this, totally. this is going to happen. And it sucks because she's so cool. Yeah. And she went through the ringer and I was like, that's why I went to Sarah. I was like, I think Emily should win. She's like, no, it's going to be between Cam and Marvin. And she was right. And then it was Marvin and whatever. But anyways, great season. Great. I liked it better than season one. But yeah. Can, can we do some like Google searching and find out if these people are still together? Let's go to Cam's Insta. His last picture is, which was posted six hours ago, is him kissing Emily. All right. Okay. I bet you all the money in my bank account that Marvin and whatever her name Melinda. is, Melinda, Melinda are no longer together. Well, let's look. Well, on her Instagram, I see zero pictures of Marvin. Ooh, I'm not seeing photos on his either. Now knowing what we know, which is Marvin and Melinda are not together and it looks like Cam and Emily are, are you wanting to readjust who you think should have won? I don't think so. No? Okay. I don't think. All right. I don't think so. Just because they post one photo, like, hey. right when it ends, I'm like, let's just see here. Yeah. Well, listen. This guy is nuts. Chase was the hottest, but. Chase was not in shape. I'm sorry. You know what? That's kind of my thing. Okay. So, yeah, you like kind of bigger guys. It's okay. Well, yeah, I, I do, actually. I don't like guys that are, like, ripped, and I definitely don't like skinny guys. No offense. But. Uh, yeah, I do. I kind of like it when they're not super in shape, but like, <laughs> I like it when you're like not dad bod, but close. <laughs> yeah, you like dad bod. It's okay. You could just say I like dad bod. <laughs> just like a, just like a little more fit than dad bod. Just a hair. Yeah. Like you can go on a hike with me, and you're not gonna pass out. Like you can make it up the mountain. Yeah. But like, I don't need washboard abs by yeah. any means. You know. Brains into dad bods, guys. It's a little. It's fine. Too hot to handle. Great stuff. We started something yesterday that like I am obsessed with what is it it is on disney plus oh i gotta get disney plus how do you not disney plus no but i just got an email that like hulu's done some special where i can get it on the cheap and i'm gonna do it yeah so anyways you know how like they did wandavision for the marvel cinematic universe and they did falcon and the winter soldier and now the newest one is loki yeah i want to watch this definitely we turn it on and sarah's like how are they gonna do this because loki dies in endgame he gets killed mm -hmm. by thanos Without giving it away, and also because I've only seen two episodes, it has to do with time travel. So they go back to that scene where they've got Loki, like, chained up, and they're, like, walking through the building, and they've got one of the Infinity Stones. I think it's the Time Stone that's, like, in the, the silver briefcase. And then, like, the Hulk comes down because he didn't get to ride in the elevator and, like, knocks the briefcase over. And then Loki picks it up and disappears. That was like the thing in Endgame or whatever. They had to go back to that point and get the Infinity Stone to, you know, stop Thanos or like reverse time mm -hmm. or whatever. So they go back to that point where Loki goes, leaves with the Infinity Stone. And he like lands in the desert. All of a sudden, like these, what look like 
policemen show up from like this like portal. You have committed a time offense. You are under arrest for breaking the original timeline. Come with us. They like, chain him up and he has to go to like basically this police station slash courtroom and be tried for his offenses against time and deviating from the like divine timeline. It's very confusing. But anyways, you find out that there are these people who are like making sure that we stay on the same timeline and there aren't a bunch of like branches off and, and like multiverses and stuff. Come to find out that someone has been killing all these time cops that are going around trying to keep the timeline on track. Ah. And so Owen Wilson is like, hold on, don't just reset Loki. I need to talk to him. And so he starts talking to him and like trying to figure out like what Owen Wilson's trying to get at. And finally, Owen Wilson's character kind of like wins over Loki. Owen Wilson's like, I need your help. Someone's been killing all these time cops. Loki's like, so you need the god of mischief to stop a guy that's killing all the time cops? And he's like, actually, the person that we're trying to find is you. And it was like, <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, Disney Plus. I like okay. how you've been able to resurrect this character. I'm here for it. So anyways, I'm only two episodes in and I was like, it, my new barometer for quality television is if I don't pick up my phone. Totally. And, I agree. And that those two episodes didn't even look at my phone. Didn't care. Wow. Yeah, I know. All right. All right. Yeah. I'm here for that. Have you seen The Tomorrow War, Chris Pratt's new movie? No. Is it good? Okay. I need you to watch it first okay. because it looks really good. But it also kind of looks terrifying. Like, these little CGI aliens they've got kind of give me nightmares, and I've only watched the preview. Oh, okay. So, like, I need to know, like, am I going to have nightmares if I watch this movie, or no? Well, I will say this. It's PG-13, so I'm thinking no. No, maybe no. I mean, they're scary looking. A family man is drafted to fight in a future war where the fate of humanity relies on his ability to confront the past. Chris Pratt in the Tomorrow War. And guess who else is in it? Yvonne. Oh, J.K. Simmons. Simons? Well, yes. He's been in a lot. He's he's coming back around. He's like really pumping out the content these days. Yeah. J.K. Simmons is in it, but also the girl from Handmaid's Tale. Yeah, Yvonne. That plays the commander's wife. Yeah, yeah she's Yvonne. in it. And so I, I'm pumped to see her in a different role, I think. I think it, and it seems like a badass role. She like really nailed it with this one. Dude, J.K. Simmons went from like being the all state guy to like mm -hmm. being in everything it's crazy yeah good for him i shall watch the tomorrow okay great i think it's on apple plus okay have you heard of fear street no okay so this is on netflix and it's a trilogy written by wait for it rl stein Really? Yeah. You remember R.L. Stein, right? Goose, yeah. Goose, um, goosebumps. Yeah, exactly. So the first one is Fear Street Part 1, 1994. Okay. A circle of teenage friends accidentally encounter the ancient evil responsible for a series of brutal murders that have plagued their town over 300 years. Welcome to Shady Side. It's happening in 1994. It's very like Stranger Things. Like it's even a lot of the kids uh, from Stranger Things are in it. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, Ethan Hawke's daughter is in it and she's also mm -hmm. in Stranger Things. And it's like a Goosebumps book. So it's like, it's all about these kids and like they're fighting like this evil witch thing. 
there's not a whole lot of like parental characters because I don't think that like Goosebumps books had a lot of parents in it. Because the whole time I'm like, where are the adults here? Everyone, this seems dangerous. <laughs> the theory is, is that all this stuff that's happening is derived from this witch that was killed 300 years ago. The witch like cursed everything. So there's Fear Street 1994. And then the next one is going to be Fear Street like 1978 where you go to like the camp, there's a bunch of murders and whatever. Then the last one's going to be Fear Street 1661 or whatever it is. Then that's the you know, the origin story. Got it. Only one of them's out? Only one of them's out right now, yeah. I'm going to say this. It was entertaining. I don't know if it was so bad it was good. Ooh. Like it wasn't so bad it was good, but it wasn't so good it was good, if that makes any sense. Yeah. If you want to watch like a good, like fun kind of thrasher ghost story movie, then Fear Street is interesting. I'm excited to All see right. like, these next couple. Okay. I mean, keep me posted. Yeah. You're not really selling it. I, I'm not. I'm like, maybe I'll skip that one. I'm just not sure. Cause the whole time I was like, this is a terrible, ter like, like the lines in there, like kind of bad, but like it's well done. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't know. It's, it was trying to be Stranger Things and it wasn't hard to be Stranger Things. Very hard. Cause it's amazing. Yeah. You know what I saw is coming out? Mm -hmm. I think it's July 30th is season two of Outer Banks. Oh, it is? Pumped about that. It's been a minute. You think those two main characters are still hooking up in real life? Probably. They're both so hot. Yeah. I know. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm excited for Out Outer Banks. I like that stuff. Mm hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really liked it. Did you ever start physical or no? No, what's that? The Rose Byrne show. She like, gets into like a fitness class. Like, Did you watch it? Yeah, I've started it. I'm not caught up. I need to catch up. I love it so much. It's so good. A woman. I told you about this. I know, but I'm sorry, but like this sounds stupid. A woman. It's not though. A woman struggling in her life as a quietly tortured housewife finds an unconventional path to power through an unlikely source, the world of aerobics. I know, but they should not have, that should never have been the synopsis because it's really not about that at all. Is there a murder? Not yet, but we're, I'm early and I'm only on like episode five. She struggles with uh, an eating disorder and she's bulimic. So you like hear her in her like inner monologue about telling herself like you're such a fat like piece of shit, like blah, 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 blah. And like she deals with all that and, and aerobics makes her feel better about herself and gets her out of her unhealthy eating, you know, bulimia spiral. Still not selling the show for me. I, it's really good. I'll let you keep up on that. And the um, wardrobe is amazing. She's amazing. Yeah. There are like funny moments here and there. Like it's a little bit of like of like a dark comedy here and there sometimes. Yeah. Her husband's a piece of shit. So you get to hear her inner monologue about what a dumbass he is, which mm -hmm. is everything. It's good. Do you have any Muzaks? Oh, let me see. All right, I got one. Let's hear it. Nashville band. These are my friends, Jared and Kristen. Their band's called Repeat, Repeat. And this is a new track from them called Dearly Departed. Just when I start making names for myself, I finally get into heaven. I think I am better suited for hell. Because I always find things that when they're going fine, tell myself that I don't.
Repeat, repeat, dearly departed. Love those guys. Uh, Big Sean put out, it looks like he put out a song called Freshman 10. <laughs> trying to listen to it a little bit. Well, the record's called Freshman 10. Oh, it's a whole record? Yeah. Yes. And that makes me so happy. It looks like he re-released Sunday Morning Jetpack, but with the dream. Play that, play that, play that. I love Sunday Morning Jetpack. I went off the prom wishing you could see that life's all the genre and parmesan. Funny thing about it, you always act like you knew. You told me I would feel it would happen before it do. And you taught me I'm a product of everything I go through. And you and grandma went broke, so we would never get bruised. You the reason that I ever touched my first Franklin. Fast forward, I'm in Kanye crib with Kirk Franklin. It reminded me of how we used to dress up as a family and go to Sunday service and be in church singing. Ain't been to church in a while, but it ain't just about how you praise them in the building. It's about how you praising them while you out. You taught me to remember that when I get set back. Been through the worst times to get the best back. So good. The dream coming in. Coming in. I love Big Sean. You got anything else? I mean, my sister put out a cover. Her covers are really good, I must say. Nothing else matters. There's like a billion people on it. Not really a billion, but Elton John's on it, which is pretty sick. You got big plans coming up? Not really. I actually have a couple weeks to just chill, which is nice. I've been on the go. That's nice. Yeah. I got to film a commercial in a couple weeks, but that's kind of it for me too. I'm oh, like, was that a humble brag that you're filming a commercial? It's like, it is, but it isn't. It's like, it is something that's coming up, but it's like also like the only thing that I've got like on the docket coming up, <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah. So it is, it's a, it's a humble brag, but it's also like really sad because I got to like look some shit. Because you've only got one job. Uh, yeah. 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 Got and it. I just, and I just finished filming my last job. So what do I well, once that airs, Wells, things will start coming around for you. Fingers crossed, baby. TV time is just really your best um, advertisement. You know what I mean? That's it's very true. the best you can get. That's very true. Yeah. Yeah, so I saw this. Everyone was, was covering Metallica. Like, I saw that um, Jason Isbell did this as well. And I was like, what's happening here? Cool. Yeah. I mean, yeah, this has got Elton John, Yo-Yo Ma. Cello mm -hmm. on this bitch. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Well, um, fucking let your arm heal, dude. Oh, I'm trying hard. Come on. <laughs> Got to. I don't like being injured. I don't like it either. Um. All right. Well, Miss Jenna, love ya. Love ya. Bye, YF tears. And don't forget, Bye. nothing else matters than listening to this show. This podcast has been brought to you by Podcast Nation.